Okay, so we're uh, on the bottom of page Paytas. So, there's a paragraph over here. It uh, just literally sums up everything. It's just like this. A person has to understand the, uh, the inner dynamics of, uh, of what creation is. There's two, there's two ways to look at creation, look at reality. Aleph. One way of looking at reality is that there is there's differences in the Bria, there's four different uh, strata of, of creation, inanimate, plant life, animal, and human being. That perspective, it's absolutely true. It's only, it's, it's a chitzainistic perspective, it's a superficial one. Because you're looking at the out the, the outside of what your eyes tell you, and your eyes tell you there's all different madregas, and that's there's there's truth to that. There's truth. There's another perspective, and that perspective is summed up by a line that we have in the beginning of davening. Hashem, you are the same God as you were before creation, as you are after creation. So in, in other words, in other words, from that, from that there, there is, there is a, a perspective of looking at creation still holding on to what, uh, what the world is before creation, sort of. He explains. If, if this line, if this idea of that Hashem, you existed before creation... If that this, he's saying a very important point. If that line, if that, if that had nothing, if that had no practical application of this Hashem, believing that Hashem, you, 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 you know, you are now the same as you were before creation. What's what's enough kamina for us to know that if it doesn't have any any relevance? Klal baruhu. It's 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 a clear principle that kol that anything that the Rabbanu Shalom allows us to understand, it means it's a piece of information that's necessary for Avodah Hashem. If it's not necessary for Avodah Hashem, the Rabbanu Shalom won't allow us to know it. Right? This is Parsha Parsha's Para. I asked last night, why, if the Rabbanu Shalom is making the person, he, he's giving us our seichel, why would he create us in a way that we don't understand Paraduma? He could have easily given us the seichel to understand Paraduma. Whatever the answer is, it tells you one thing, which is that whatever the explanation of Paraduma is, it's unnecessary for us in our Vedas Hashem. It's unnecessary. And if it's unnecessary for us to understand why Paraduma works, then that's why we don't understand why Paraduma works. Anything that we understand, it's because the Rabbanu Shalom sees that that's something that you need to know. And if you don't need to know it, you don't understand it. Why is it that certain, there's certain, like, you know, uh, throughout world history, there are certain, like, scientists and certain, like, brains that came to the world, and the shamans that came to the world, and all of a sudden had these, you know, discoveries, scientific discoveries, innovations, creations. There is a certain, there's a certain idea, there's a certain knowledge of even Teva itself that, that has a time and place for when that piece of knowledge is able to be exposed and revealed. And until that time, it was unknown. Uh, you know, because there's a certain hashkach of what knowledge is accessible to us and what not. So he says, so he says, and the same thing is with this piece of information. This piece of information that the Rabbanu Shalom exists now the same way as he existed before creation, and Hashem is absolutely echad, and nothing changed in terms of God's essence and his perspective from creation. 
that piece of information, if Chazal have revealed it to us, it means it's something that we have to know. And we have to know it because it makes a difference in Avadis Hashem. And the answer is, well, why is it necessary to know that? Because that line, Chazal revealing to us a, a, a deeper way of looking at reality. Not to look at the different differences and, and chilukim that reality tells us on the outside of which is all a perspective of post-creation. There is a possibility, and this is out of the Hashem, certainly in Chesidus, to live a life, obviously, of post-creation, now we don't have a choice, but to live in post-creation, but to try to constantly remind ourselves and to live with the perspective of pre-creation. Looking at things, like we talked about the other day, looking at things, everything's just a stick. All there is is you and the Rabbani Shalom, that's all there is. Everything else is just... Is just Giluyim, it's just revelations of Hashem speaking to you, it's just sticks and different uh, means of communication. That's a, that's a post, you're obviously you're in post-creation, you can't change that, but that's a, pre- a pre-creation mindset of where you're looking at reality and saying, it looks like it's created, but the truth is it ha- it's, not cre- it really, it, it, it's, it's before creation. Everything around you is just as if all it is is a Rabbani Shalom still, as if the world wasn't created yet, as if as if it's uh, the only thing that's created is you. So he says, You live within creation. This way of looking, that's, that's a pnimistic way of looking at life. And that gives a much more truer and deeper and pnimistic perspective of all, of, all, of all experiences. This is why, again, I, this is an arichist varm, but this is why we find in the svarim, like Lamashal. Uh, you know, Rav Nachman is famous for this, to focus on, you know, to his uh, this, right? To, to talk to Hashem in a certain way, which demands a certain place of silence. Rav Nachman would recommend to go maybe even in the woods or, or just in a quiet place. Quiet is important for this because the noise of the world is, is, is every single thing that you hear is screaming, I'm created, I exist. I, you're not the only one. That, that's what all noise is. But silence, silence means, it's, it's silence is an, is an environment where a person can try to hold on a little bit to what that mitzvah is before creation. That's why Shemun Esrei, which is the highest level by davening, it's quiet. It's quiet. Why? Because it's very, it's, because in, in order to connect to that place of Ad Shaloi Nevra Olam, before creation, everything was quiet. So in order to, to allow us to enter into that place, it's a cult Moedaka with an absolute silence. When there's noise of this world is just telling you that it's created. Now, a higher madrega is to be able to, is, as we said, is, that, is, to, is to look at noise and to look at everything in the world as, as a stick, as the Rabbana Shalom communicating to you. And then all of a sudden, the noise itself is silence. The noise itself is silence. And when you get to that madrega, then, then, then there's no, then nothing is movalbo. You Nothing confuses, nothing disrupts you. Nothing can disrupt your, your, your dvekas because everything that you're, Experiencing is is Hashem communicating Himself, so that that itself is Vegas. That's why it's well known. I'll just end with this because it's already late. But the Balshemtiv, um, Balshemtiv, uh, said that he that he once spent there was one Yom Nuraim Tkufa that he dedicated completely to Davin and to work on this Indian of being able to be in the higher world while he's still down here. 
that it shouldn't be a, a steer like that, to be able to deal with the noise of this world and to see that noise as an expression of the silence of Hashem. And, and even after Mishnah Nevra'ilam, that's the idea, slowly but surely beginning to re reorient ourselves to see things of this world as nothing but Hashem communicating to us. When we have that, then uh, that's a that's a that's a take a lifestyle. Okay, everyone should have uh, a nice quiet day. You know? <laughs>